Hello, Warwick. Hello, Coxie. Hello, listeners. I have a cracker for you today. Are oh, you ready? Is it a Sayo or a Jats? Oh, I, don't know. I don't think I actually make Sayos anymore, so you've already shown what? your age. Thanks for that. Jeez. Are you ready? I'm ready. Did you hear about the mathematician who's afraid of negative numbers? No. He'll stop at nothing to avoid them. Welcome to the Tradies and Business Podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. I'm wondering how many brains just cooked <laughs> and redlined going, uh, what? What is she on there? That was a good one. I got it. Yeah, it was good. It was an intellectual joke. It was an intellectual joke, and I have a, a whole lot of them. And you wouldn't believe where I found these ones on Reader's Digest. So it kind of oh, fits no. intellectual joke. Did you ever read the little Reader's Digest? Yeah. <laughs> I did. Speaking of old people. Yes. Actually, one of the best stories I ever read, or one of the most emotive stories I ever read, was in a Reader's Digest about a crocodile eating somebody's dog as they were walking it on their lead. I think but I just, remember that story. Do you really? It was one of the most emotive things I have ever, ever read. I don't yeah. know if it was true or not, but I decided it was true and I was just really hard. Well, it was, see, that was back in the day where if you read it in Reader's Digest, it must have happened. Well, that that is the truth. Whereas now it's like, oh, it was on Facebook. So, of course, it happened. Yes, of course, it happened. There's videos <laughs> of it happening. <laughs> not that you can trust that anymore. No, that's the truth. Nick Allen, welcome to the show, mate. Thanks, guys. It's good to be here. Now, speaking of intellectual jokes, um, we're speaking to an electrician on the show. So does that make me an intellectual joke? <laughs> <laughs> nice one. <laughs> uh, nice work, mate. We haven't done a real tradie story for a bit, so it's nice to be talking to, well, I don't know, you look, you're a good-looking dude, so I don't know if you are a real tradie. <laughs> Electrician, mate, comes with the territory. <laughs> you moonlight doing like, you know, magazine covers and stuff, don't you? Oh, I wish. Probably pay better. <laughs> Not what, if you so ask you can have mama. two helicopters instead of one. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've just been to the dog in the other one. You've just been to the GC. You must have been picking up the other Ferrari, mate. Yeah, yeah. Saw a nice Lambo. <laughs> Lambo actually drive past. Looked all right. Quite a few down the coast. It's an interesting place to hang out and observe people. It's the only place you can drive them, isn't it, without hitting potholes that will total the car? <laughs> I think you're pretty right. <laughs> uh, now, uh, listeners, Nick is not from the Gold Coast, even though he's he's spent a bit of time there recently. That was for leisure. Um, Nick is an electrician, and he likes long walks on the beach. Uh, chocolate flavoured ice cream, <laughs> gazing at the stars. I don't actually know all that much about you personally, mate. He's a new dad. Yeah, True. new dad. Yeah, three months new... old, nearly. Three months. Wow, that flies, mate. That, well, it does when you're on the other end of the sleeplessness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just getting back, just getting back into that routine after getting back from work. So, mm. now, listeners. Nick is one of our tradiepreneurs, so he is 
opening up his brain box and letting Coxie and I um, pull it apart and put things back together with him. And um, he's got a bit of a unique business structure, which mm. I'm keen to, to talk about with you today, Nick. And it's going to get mildly confusing. I'm going to make sure that I refer to Coxie as Coxie mm-hmm. instead of Nick, because when we have a Nick on the microphone with us, it gets a bit confusing as to which Nick we're talking to. Funnily enough, I always know which one you're referring to just by where you're looking on your screen. Well, that's because half the time I'm looking at Facebook while I'm doing a podcast. I oh, know you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, video helps. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Nick, tell our listeners a bit about, uh, I guess, your backstory. You're a Sparky, but have you always been a Sparky? How long have you been doing it? How did you get into it? And uh, how on earth did you come to be talking to us sitting in your car today? Uh, yeah, been a Sparky since I left school, pretty much. So straight out of school, straight into the apprenticeship. Um, didn't always want to be a Sparky. I was one of those people growing up that just thought PowerPoints were there in the house and no one put them in. Never wondered how they got there or any, or who put them in. Um, wanted to be a chippy, loved working with timber, um, so when I left school, I'll show my age here, in 06, um, there was the economic downturn. So pretty much all construction halted. I was going to school in Toowoomba. And, yeah, all the construction in the area just died. So uh, my careers counsellor at the time said, oh, why don't you try a different trade? Went to a cabinet makers for a week. Got multiple staples shot at me (laughs) um and yeah didn't really like the job thought uh thought yeah needed something a bit different and um yeah she said what about an electrician so i went and put some ads out um got some work experience with an electrician in nearby town loved it um although it was at a piggery this massive piggery that reeked um, so yeah, and then just applied for an apprenticeship once I've finished my, uh, work experience and yeah, got accepted and yeah, just been doing it since pretty much. Um, that was out at Dolby. I think it's really interesting where you work, Nick. Um, and I'd like to get into the structure of your business in a moment, but can you share with us where you work, how far away that is and what that looks like in terms of the kind of work that you do? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're based out at Tambo, not Mount Tambourine at all. <laughs> I get that a lot, a lot more than you'd think. Um, yeah, so Tambo is literally in the central Queensland, middle of Queensland. It's about nine 900,000k to the sunny coast and about 1,000k to the territory border. Wow. And I know that because I've been... I've driven to both places. <laughs> nice. It's pretty remote, Nick. And how many people would you say are in the town? Um, two hundred. Wow, two hundred. Um, business in a town full of two hundred people, eh? Yeah, yeah. That's probably who. How many live in the actual town? Um, Tambo is a bit unique. Um, it's got a lot of smaller properties. Well, I would say smaller. Mm-hmm. Um. This is ranging from ten to twenty thousand acres up to hundred thousand acres. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're quite condensed in around the town, which means there's more clients in in the properties. Um, but in saying that, 
um, yeah, still a small area. Mm-hmm. I love that you refer to them as smaller properties. Yeah. 100,000 acres. Yeah, well, the, uh, I would say the biggest property owner is a company I do some work for. They own, well, the property I go to regularly is about 1.3 million acres. Um, and they own about, I don't know, 12 of them. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's bigger. Incredible uh, difference in lifestyle. I have a girlfriend that has um, a property. They manage a property for a company like what you were talking about up near the Northern Territory border. And I think, look, I'm not going to quote it, and I feel like I probably a, know it. I, if I could <laughs> think of the name of it, that I would, um, I would say it, but I cannot think of the name of it. But I think it's in the tens of millions of acres that they have that they control or manage. It's incredible to think of the complexities of what that looks like in terms of um, not only running the farm day to day, but structuring a business around running that farm day to day, and their further uh, complex situation is that they, most of their stuff has to come in on a plane yeah yep especially their smaller stuff um yeah it's um i guess one good thing about being based out in rural areas like this is you really really have to be on your ball game with planning everything yeah um you know i don't think i'm that remote like uh roma or my nearest supplier is probably 400 k's away which to everyone else is bloody hell why bother um but that's actually pretty close um pretty lucky to have it that close um but it can still take two days to get materials from that supplier so yeah you just really got to be on your ball game with organizing um materials and have Mm. jobs organized pretty much so there's no there's no sort of yeah, oh, I'll just duck out and go grab that part and go do that job. <laughs> yeah, there's no running the Bunnings to pick up something you forgot, is there? No, definitely not. Definitely you can't not. Even forget your lunch, or you're in all sorts of strife. Yeah, yeah, I did that the other day. I was uh, quite hungry by the time I got home. Just go chase down a roo in the paddock, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, luckily, luckily, you know, people out in the bush are pretty friendly. Um, so. If you've got your lunch, they uh, can whip up a quick sandwich for you usually. <laughs> Just knock on the door. Yeah, pretty much. Nick, as an electrician then, what kind of work are you doing? Because, you know, the city folk, they they have, well, there's probably two types of city electricians generally. They filter to commercial or resi work, whereas you've got a bit of a balance and then stuff other people would never even look at. Tell us about what you do. Um, so the best way I'll describe it is... Um, if it runs on power, I've got to know how to fix it and install it. So I guess there's no real description. A lot of it is domestic, you know, power points and lights and things like that. But then you have submersible bores, you've got solar systems, you've got refrigeration. Um, yeah, just pretty much if it runs on power, um, I've got to figure out how to fix it mm-hmm. um, or install it. I've, get a few questions about automotive stuff too (laughs) oh wow Um, but yeah generally i'll just try and sort that out with them but tell them i'm not actually like know what i'm doing so (laughs) is it typical for a sparky to have so such a broad set of skills or uh, you know doing your apprenticeship perhaps again the area you're in exposed you to more than most city electricians i can't imagine there'd be too many city electricians that would be able to work with a submersible bore, for example. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, my apprenticeship was with an industrial company. Um, we did, when work was slow, um, back when I started, we did probably six months of domestic work, uh, which pretty much is, I would like to say, uh, all I needed to figure out how to do domestic. Um, but if you have that experience with marketers, it's pretty, it's simpler than you think. Um, you know, with all electrical stuff, that you, you can sort of talk to it as you want to go. Um, but generally, it's, uh, it's usually the easiest problem that needs fixing. Not like plumbing. wire or something like that, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not like plumbing where everything's complicated, so, really hard to Yeah, fix. they got to be really smart, those plumbers. <laughs> yeah, my brother's a... My brother-in-law is a plumber, so um, yeah, I don't envy his job, so I'm <laughs> Plenty of jokes in the family, I'm sure. Yeah, it's usually my sister, who's, uh, his wife, that's usually throwing the jokes out there because uh, <laughs> she doesn't do either job, so yeah. <laughs> I was trying to poke the bear. Nick, I'm fascinated then on, on how that, you know, you've already alluded to one thing that's different uh, and most people don't have to think quite as mm, completely about, and that's the materials, making sure that you have the materials to do the jobs. Um, and there must be times when you arrive on site and it's different than what you had assumed. So you still have to rely on some sort of supply from somewhere. But what other differences do you think there have been in setting up and structuring your business? I guess, you know, if you look in my workshop uh, or shared, you know, I literally have like a mini Haymans in my shed. You know, I have my my line of thinking or from experiences because uh, even though we're based in Tambo, we don't just work there. You know, there's any given day I'll drive 400 k's away from even Tambo to go do the work. Yeah. Um, so my line of thinking is I have four of everything I need and two of everything I don't. So I'm <laughs> pretty much stocked keep you know after all the years we've been working i've got a pretty good idea of exactly what we need and i can usually get us out of trouble mm-hmm. uh, and having an open mind you know there's more than one way to skin a cat so you just gotta think outside the box on your problem solving and you know get the job done mm-hmm. um there are times where it's very frustrating times where you need one part to finish the job um, to get there or, you know, you try and uh, get back to it as best you can. But um, generally there's always, you know, in the past I've jumped on a motorbike and gone mustering to help coffee out to fill in time. You know, I don't charging sparky rates, of course. <laughs> but, um, Mama rates instead. Usually because, yeah, yeah. Um, no, like, because I grew up on a property um, when I was a kid um, in the bush. So, yeah, it's sort of a bit nostalgic getting on a motorbike again and helping out in the farm. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, no. So, yeah, I keep a lot of stock. I always, if we go sort of further or if it's longer than a day, we'll do, we'll take a trailer full of gear. Um, usually it's full of all the stuff we need for the job as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, yeah, you got to think outside the box. Like, there's... There's always someone driving through uh, town with a supplier. You know, I've 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 rung up uh, airlines 
rung yep. up airlines to get parts out. And, you know, it's, yeah, you just, you just got to ask the question. If you sit there and you think, oh, I can't, I can't ring an airline. Like they'll charge me thousands of dollars just for that small part. You know, they didn't. It was like a hundred bucks. Mm. It was actually nearly cheaper than getting a courier. And it was 10 times faster. Yeah. So right. you just, I think you just got to ask, you got to ask questions. You don't be afraid of the answer because like most things, if it's no, then it's no, you get on with your day, you know? Mm. Um, and, you know, what if, if you can get that job done by getting that part there an extra day, like that's potentially thousands of dollars you are then creating by getting that part there. Yeah. That's right. I think it's one of the things about, um, or maybe some of the differences about growing up in regional or remote areas uh, and doing business and work and, and life in those areas compared to the metropolitan or more populated areas is you don't have everything at your fingertips, so you have to be more of a problem solver perhaps. Is that a fair observation, Nick? Although Nick's not yeah, a problem yeah, solver. Yeah, definitely. Well, like, um get to it a bit later but my wife my wife hey sorry <laughs> we're being let down by the australian internet mate if you can do something about the 5g network uh and ironically listeners we're actually talking to nick while he's in a major metropolitan area in australia <laughs> we'd probably have better mobile coverage if you're out the back of tambo mate yeah probably have you got me there now <laughs> yeah yeah you're back buddy yeah yeah cool um yeah, I forgot what I was saying now. Um, Resourcefulness and being more of a problem solver if you're used to living in regional or remote Australia versus the metro areas. Yeah, I guess uh, what, what I was saying was, uh, we'll get to it a bit later probably, but my wife actually lives on the sunny coast um, and this comes down to the structure of the business and I actually do uh, rostered work out at Tambo. Um, is I come down to the coast and like I'll see electricians drive around without even the ladder on the car and I'm like, what are you even doing today? Mm. Like, yeah, what what can you get done without a ladder? <laughs> uh, they must be seven foot tall to be able to reach the light bulbs. I don't know. <laughs> they use the customer's ladder, mate. Yeah. Jeez, if you saw some of the ladders I get offered at uh, at jobs, you, you wouldn't even bother. Yeah, <laughs> probably still made out of wood. Yeah, or been run over by the truck about a dozen times. <laughs> so, mates, um, you are—we're obviously working with you um, in our tradepreneur program, and part of that is uh, improving your business, changing your business, growing your business. I feel like you know you've got this um, unflappable ability to solve problems when you talk about some of the, the jobs you've been to on, on stations and the things that you come across. Um, how would you say your experience in growing and changing a business has been? Is it, do you have that same ability to just solve things as they come along or have you experienced some different challenges with turning this into a, a business mate? Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely, um, not as confident with solving problems in the business. Uh, you know, you go through a four-year apprenticeship and that gives you the confidence or, you know, the, the bulk of your confidence to get the work done. Mm. Whereas you go out and start a business, like literally I had to do a small business course through TAFE. It took like three days to mm. get done. <laughs> uh, 
you know, so there is that side of things where you just don't have that, yeah, background yeah. to um, make decisions. You don't have that confidence. You don't have, you know, you can't see an immediate solution because mm-hmm. you don't, you can't even see the immediate problem either sometimes. Uh, and, you know, I would have said to you guys before, you know, like I've been in business 10 years now and most of my uh, changing or changes have happened in the last year and that's, you know, I haven't been to puff it up or anything, but, uh, yeah, that's thanks to you guys, you know, um, just having that support and uh, someone that's been in business, knows what they're talking about, that outside view, you know, like even when I'm looking at a job or a problem in the job, I'm looking at it from outside, looking at the problem. It's mm. easy to see what the solution is. Whereas, you know, sometimes in business, you are the, you are the problem and also the solution. <laughs> so, and, and that, that problem can be as simple as fear, you know. Um, it's just, oh, you know, it's easy sticking with what I know and how I do things because um, it works. So why change it? But um, I remember when I remember when I first contacted you guys, I was ready to throw the tool belt out the window and drive away just because of all the, the mm. uh, problems that I was having. Um, We've got robot, Nick. <laughs> All right. Well, while we lose Nick momentarily, <laughs> I'll just talk to the other Nick. With work supply, you know, I had us running the business and things like that. I dropped out again, didn't I? Yep. <laughs> uh, and I think the funniest thing about this will be the YouTube version of this yes. um, on our channel. So, listeners, if you want to see uh, Coxie and I pulling frustrated faces at each other, and our mate Nick, uh, freezing in interesting facial expressions, pop oh, over really? to the Tradies in Business YouTube channel and check out this episode. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, <laughs> oh, you've got us again, Nick. Uh, and what am I? Only like 50K from Brisbane or something, not even that. <laughs> it's cracking, isn't it? You are on an island, so maybe we'll blame the island. Yeah. Well, I'm not on an island right now. I'm, dry, I'm back on the mainland on the mainland <laughs> i'm the one on the island and my internet's working fine for a change so go yeah. figure it's not windy <laughs> nick um i'm so as you said we've been working together for 12 months now uh, we just we just celebrated our first romantic anniversary the three of us uh yeah. i'm still waiting for the candlelit dinner mate but uh and it's probably a good thing your wife can't hear us uh, yeah. She'll be, be rolling her eyes and wondering what the hell you're doing with these two. She's probably waiting for her candlelit dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I wanted to ask you about a couple things. Um, uh, we'll come back to some of the challenges with the the way your business and life is set up, and perhaps you know that'll lead into some of the goals that you're working on. Because um, I think it's great for our listeners to hear about other people who have. Um, goals that they're working towards and it just gives them the idea that what they're shooting for is probably more achievable than they realize. Um, but the, the thing I want to talk to you about before that is, look, it's probably a, a bit of a shameless plug for the work we do and you've just said some fantastic things about the progress you've made. But I wonder if you can expand a little bit more, Nick, on 
What's some of the, the bigger shifts that you've had? You know, you said you were ready to throw the tool belt out the window after 10 years in the game. What's, what's shifted for you that now you're talking about growth and recruitment and all sorts of cool stuff instead? Uh, I guess you guys have given me the confidence, like I said before, uh, to make those changes. Um, and you also helped me, sorry to be a bit wankery, but, um, you know, look inside at who I am, why I started the business, um, you know, because a lot of things have changed for me, like you said previously, like I've just, I've got, got married last year, um, you know, we've just had a, a little boy um, and I'm doing rostered work, 1,000k away and mm. so I've just returned from three weeks away on my roster uh, and my little boy's already growing up you know like mm. it's just incredible how much he's changed in three weeks and mm. yeah it's pretty uh pretty crap uh, mm. being away um let alone if he's going to start crawling and walking and all those things um so that's been a, a big uh push mm. yeah to say um to change what's happening um and of course being away from my wife is not as fun as people might think it is. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I miss her a lot. Um, so, yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm not an old fart or anything, but, you know, I'm not getting any younger. Yeah. So, you know, and I've waited this long to finally meet someone and get my family. So, yeah, no stuffing around anymore. Mm. Love it, Nick. Nick, um, that probably leads us to some of your plans, what you're working towards at the moment. Like um, it could be tempting for people listening to think, okay, well, you come into the program, you do 12 months worth of work and it's all perfect at the end and it's not <laughs> because the, no. uh, we change, right? And our business growth changes or our plans change or we get clearer on what we're doing this for or what we want, which is exactly what's happened to you over the last 12 months, getting married, having a baby your focus has shifted and that's meant that the way the business looks over the next 12 months coming might be a little different. Would you like to share what you're thinking or working towards creating within the business? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I'm looking to ex- sort of expand. I, I want to be home more. So that means um, moving myself personally to back to Bribey. It's where mm-hmm. we are based. Mm-hmm. Um which would mean that left me with two options. I either pack up the business out west uh, and start something uh, at Bribey, start, start again in Bribey, which, uh, you know, I worked probably too hard to get the business going out west. Uh, so it's, it's put a bit of fear in me that uh, I don't really want to go through starting a whole new business again, even though it would be easier from what I have learnt. Mm-hmm. Um Plus, or get someone set up out there, get uh, everything in place for an employee, another tradesman to take over the work out west and, and start the business or, you know, start another branch, if you'd call it, yep. uh, at Bribey uh, and use that business at out west to help supplement my income so that that new branch isn't uh, so hard, so difficult mm-hmm. to sprout. Hey, Tradies in Business, was here. Sorry to interrupt your listening pleasure. I'm joined by Coxie, of course. Hello. 
you may not know this, tradey or tradey wife or whoever you are listening to this program, but we're business coaches. <laughs> oh my gosh, I that feels weird know. to say. <laughs> but we do actually work with people just like you to solve a bunch of problems. And we have this fantastic program called the Tradepreneur Program. And that's how we do it. And we do it with a wonderful community of trade business owners who are all trying to fix or improve or change things to progress. Things like getting behind on quoting, Coxie. Feeling overwhelmed, behind on your invoicing, feeling really stressed or frustrated about the money stuff. Sometimes you can pay the bills, sometimes you can't. What about staff? Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh, staff. Trying to get them to do what you want them to do, if you can even find them in the first place. Uh, there's so many struggles. And we've seen clients tackle these things in their trade businesses in a quite a short space of time, to be honest, mm -hmm. during the program and recruit staff at a time where everybody was saying you can't get good staff, mm -hmm. improve their quality from their team, collect their debts much more quickly. We How have about sessions. Getting tips? Yes. Getting tips. Yes. So uh, people rounding up, customers rounding up the invoice by hundreds of dollars mm -hmm. because they're so happy with the sales process and the experience of dealing with the trade business owner and their team. So some amazing stories from our clients. But, you know, as they say in the, in the commercials, don't take it from us. Uh, <laughs> hear what some of our clients have to say. Coming into Christmas, we are not worried about money. We've got enough money in the bank to pay everybody's leave. There's work booked in for the new year. And for the first time in a long time, we'll be having three weeks off and not worrying about the business. That's probably the biggest win of all. Using the cash flow forecast, I've been able to look into the future and see where I'm going to be situated financially. And it's actually started to have a huge bearing on whether or not I make purchases. By far, one of the best things about working with Nick and Woz are the other businesses that are working alongside them. It is amazing how empowering it is to be working alongside like-minded people who have similar goals, similar troubles. We can all relate to each other and everybody helps everybody out by figuring out problems with you that they may have faced previously. Everybody has solutions and constructive feedback and it's an incredibly friendly, warm, welcoming environment, not threatening at all. From every job, I know that I will get a sustainable wage that's industry leading. I can have at least 10 to 20% profit and I can pay taxes, super, all of that. And I do not have to question whether or not I can because of the way that it's been built. And that is thanks to traders in business and what they've taught me and what I've learned. So there you go. There's some real people. We did not pay them to say those things. <laughs> and I think that sounds a lot better than Coxie and I reading them out. We really would love for you to check out more about how you could take your trade business to where you would like it to be. Surely you have a vision of what things could be like or what you wish they were like on a day-to-day -day basis, mm -hmm. um, whether that is reducing stress or actually making more money. Maybe it's spending more time with the family, taking more holidays, having the choice mm. that you really wanted when you started your business instead of this beast that seems to be there for many of you listening to this program. So if you want to find out more about how we do this through the Tradepreneur program, Coxie's going to tell you all about it. 
<laughs> I'm actually not. I'm going to be really secretive and uh, keep all of our magic up our sleeves. What I would like you to do, though, is head on over to tradiesandbusiness.com.au. You can learn all about us, why we do what we do, and how you can work with us, what that actually looks like. There's a whole bunch of free stuff there for you to download, uh, lots of options. We've always got new stuff going up onto the website and a great place for you to learn a whole bunch more about how you can work with us. You can even book a 15-minute chat. For free. Free. That's how abundant we are. So head over to the website, uh, check it out, book a chat with us, and we'd love to find out if you'd be a great fit for the Tradiepreneur community and start hanging out with some of those people that you just heard from. <laughs> some cracking goals for the next 12 months, Nick. It's pretty exciting to think. And I think it's a dream for a lot of the people that we would have listening is having that opportunity to change what they're doing in business and create more of the desired outcome. So you know, that desired outcome looks different for everyone. Um, it's like when we talk about getting off the tools, getting off the tools doesn't necessarily mean literally getting off the tools for everyone. For some people, their version of getting off the tools is being able to do the paperwork inside business hours, or it's being able to be flexible enough to go to the kids' sports days or um, take holidays with the family when it's school holiday time. And in your case, um, this version of business that looks best for you is ensuring that you're able to continue doing and servicing the people that you do in Tambo and Surrounds whilst setting up something back home with the fam so you can enjoy your time out with your family, which is very much what we all work for. Um, and you can supplement that so there isn't that drain, you know, or the push. When we start a new business, it's really hard work in the beginning, of course. So, yes, you'll have that, but there won't be such a big pressure point, I suppose, around setting up that new business back on Bribe. And I, I feel like that's kind of the nirvana that so many people are looking for. And yet it mm. feels like an unattainable dream. And I know, you know, you clearly have support. We've spoken about the fact you, you're working with us. You have support. Did you think this was something prior to having some of the conversations that we have within the community and with you in our coaching sessions, did you think it was something that could realistically be done? Uh well, I, I do think or did think it could be done because there are businesses out there that have done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was probably the only evidence I had um, that it could be done and I had no idea how they do it. Um, mm-hmm. I just always put it down to, oh, it's, it's the business they're in or, you know, I always come up with these excuses as to why it worked for them and why mm-hmm. it wouldn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um so, and I guess that was, that was the, um, like, and I know you guys talk about this a lot. It's, it's choosing your hard, you know, it's, I was choosing excuses because it was too hard to think about how I'd even get it done. Wow. Um, so yeah, no, it's, I guess, you know, you talk about getting off the tools as a goal for everyone. Um, you know, me personally, I love, I actually love numbers. I love the numbers of the business and, uh, you know, the admin side of things. I, I think it's, you know, you can, you know, like I said previously, like I bust my ass for 10 years and you never really felt like it was hard to tell how well you were doing from the work you're doing. You know, you can be busy every day of the week if you wanted to be, but Mm. at the end of the day, yeah, you're crushing those goals and getting those jobs done, but you don't actually, there's no success from those jobs that you take home other than the fact that the job's done. Yep. Yeah. Um, So, looking at the numbers and you know like yeah my emotional i know emotions were directly tied to my bank account for a long 
amount of time. You know, if it went up, I felt good. If it went down, I felt like really bad and just worked even harder, which mm. which meant the bank account went back up. You know, it's just <laughs> this roller coaster of emotions, which um, as most people listening would probably know, it's really, really hard to deal with. Um, mm. you know, and, it, and that's why I wanted to throw the tools out the window. I just got to a point where I was sick of the up and down um and yeah it just got too hard you know and this goal i've got uh it's sort of like a bit like having my cake and eating it and you know what it's actually you know i, I can actually see it so yeah I'm, I'm glad i went through all that to get to where i am but i wouldn't do it again <laughs> i like cake though i'd probably do whatever i needed to do to eat more cake yeah <laughs> Nick, can we talk about some of those real um, achievements you've had in the past 12 months? Because there's been some pretty major ones that uh, still surprise me, actually, when we stop and think about it. You are um, very active behind the scenes. So we have some clients that need lots and lots of support because everybody's at different journeys or stages within their journey. And I think the nature of the way you've had to work, so you're quite isolated, you do so much of what you do on your own, means that we have a chat in our uh, private session once a month and you go away and you implement everything we talk about really quickly, which has driven some really fast results. Um, and that's exactly what we're here for, I suppose, is is to help you find those results in the time that suits you. But I think some of those results are really impressive and exciting to talk about, one of which was making a decision to buy a property out there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll just... Uh... I won't correct you, but I don't do everything I say I'm going to. You know? uh, it's okay. I'm we not... haven't finished recording the podcast, mate. We can get a few comments yeah. from you at the end. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that good uh, yet. Um, yet. That was the key word, yet. Nice um, work. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just had a total mind blank, Nicole. Purchasing um, the property. Roger, Roger. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the property. Mm. Um, yeah, so one of the hurdles I've got out west is uh, with it finding the tradesmen that I'll want is no one's going to want to or it, unless you want to live in the bush uh it's very difficult to shift from someone who's grown up on the coast or in the city to move out to the bush you i've found that you mentally have to want to do it to be able to do it if you go out there with a negative attitude you know you're not going to have any fun yeah it's not gonna you're not going to enjoy being out there so one of the hurdles i had is if someone if someone wants to come out there one of the one of the pain points that everyone has is renting or you know owning a property or or somewhere to live just somewhere to live you know and i've done i've done work in uh mining gas things like that and Mm -hmm. staying in a donger is Mm -hmm. really not as fun as people probably think it is (laughs) Um, it doesn't even sound fun no, you know, so one of, the, one of the hurdles I had or or one of the goals maybe that I had come up with was to purchase a, a house, a mm-hmm. house for a worker, uh, for the mm-hmm. tradesman. And one of the, so that was a hurdle in itself. Another hurdle was because the town I'm based in is so small, the amount of houses available for sale is, mm. is not, is not there. There's no houses. Like right now I could, I, there's probably one house for sale in Tambo right now. And then I had to wait. I had to wait till something come available. And then the other thing is, is it going to be correct for what I want? Mm. You know, and luckily I, I um, 
I was actually working for a client and on their house that they owned in town and I heard a bit of a whisper on the good old grapevine that he was thinking <laughs> of selling. So, um, yeah, I rang him and said, hey, mate, if you want to sell this place, just give me a bell straight away because, um, yeah, I'm interested. And, yeah, mm. so I purchased a property in town. Um, so that'll become available for my tradesmen when I start uh, the re recruitment, which uh, from yesterday's one-on-one -on -one is uh, top of the list, of course. Nice. Nice, <laughs> nice mate. So, yeah. yeah, no, that was pretty good achievement, yeah. Yeah, it was a cracker. I think another really exciting one, at least for me, was for you to employ an apprentice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, again, a good old grapevine. So I'd probably, if anything you get out of this is uh, word of mouth is a great mm. tool for not yeah. just work. Um, uh, so we've put on young Remy, um, young 18-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. um, she's actually from the Gold Coast. So... Wow. Yeah, funnily enough. Um, so I was talking to another client and they were asking me because uh, Remy and her, her boyfriend or her partner, which is this client's son, were asking me about where to apply for apprenticeships in Dolby because that's where I'd done my apprenticeship. And uh, I jokingly said, well, would she be interested in coming out here and doing an apprenticeship out here? And she said, and so this this client was the uh, mother of the of the partner, mm -hmm. and um, she very excitedly said, oh, "I will definitely ask her because that would be great <laughs> to get um, Remy out here. You know, she'll love it out here. She loves coming out here. But you know, uh, it was yes, it was to do with Remy, but secretly it was all to do about getting her son back <laughs> out home on the farm. So yeah, it worked both ways for both of us. So that was really good. But yeah, no, Remy started this year. Um, she's doing great. Um, I think I really stuck, uh, struck a diamond here. Um, mm. I know a lot of people have, well, I've, I've heard a lot of issues with, uh, young people these days. Mm. Um, and she's just, she's bucking the trend. She's, um, yeah, she's going to kick some goals in life. I think that's incredible. It's awesome, mate. And I suspect it's testament, uh, to your, uh, leadership and mentoring as well, Nick, I think, oh, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah, definitely. Uh, part, no. <laughs> no, she, um, oh, look, I'm teaching her how to be a tradesman uh, or an electrician or a tradeswoman, should I say, but she's got all the drive. She's got, um, everything she needs to get the job done sort of thing. So I'll, um, I'll steer her in the right direction and yeah, I think she will do most of this herself actually. Mm. Nice mate. Nick, um, conscious that you've got uh, wife and bub in the car, so we, we won't keep you too much longer. Keen to know, what, what are some of the the big hairy goals for the next, say, 12 to 24 months, mate? What's on the horizon? Uh, first one would be, yeah, get a tradesman based in Tambo. Mm -hmm. um, we're not entirely sure how that's going to look yet. Um, we're, like like I said, thinking out the, outside of the box with everything. You know, we're talking rostered work, we're talking flights, accommodation, um, all kinds of different scenarios to um, entice someone to the job. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I know there's a lot of competition for um, employees right now. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think all the, all the added benefits will, um, will be what gets them over the line, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's top of the list right now. Get them out there, get them sorted, get them structured. Uh, and then 
try and start something at Bribie. Um, yeah, that's that's going to be an exciting chapter. I've only ever worked in the bush, so uh, it's a different kind of clientele on the coastline over the over the range. So mm-hmm. that's going to be an interesting journey. But yeah, like I said, it'll be interesting. Mm. It'll be. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that would be more than happy to keep you accountable to those goals, Nick. Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> Give me a call. Bring me up. More importantly, if you're listening to this and you feel like Tambo might be a cool place to work and you like the sound of Nick, make sure you reach out. There'll be yeah. Um, yeah, some definitely. information in the show notes for, so that you can reach out and say good g'day to Nick and let him know if you're looking. And Nick, uh, to wrap up, I'm going to hit you with a um, question but? I've been asking for like 10 years on this podcast. Oh, I hadn't even thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever does. Um, if you had a thousand tradies in a room, let's call them trade business owners, mate. If you had a thousand trade business owners in a room, mm-hmm. what's one piece of advice you would like to leave them with? Oh, look, uh, being trade business owners, that's an easy one. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying this because you guys have paid me. I'm definitely not getting paid right now. Um, <laughs> is, yeah, get a coach. Um, I I really, really, like, I really struggled for nine years uh, on my own. Uh, building my business you know I'm not I don't wish I'd done it differently I learned a lot doing it the way I did but looking back and knowing what I know now from you guys and what you've helped with uh, I'd probably have a few more hairs on my head (laughs) (laughs) thanks Nick that's a lovely compliment great advice and it's an absolute pleasure working with you mate Um, Mm. as Coxie said it's fantastic to see the amount that you implement in the background outside of our sessions it's not common to all of our tradiepreneurs but uh, it's fantastic to see and in someone so young uh, you know you've got a lot of drive and I really enjoy working with you mate so um, Coxie complains about you a lot but uh, (laughs) we don't have to tell you that it's because she hasn't got a hug from uh, Hudson yet no I have not we need to rectify this situation now mate um, just in in case there is a thanks sorry mate you're right uh, I was just going to say, just in case there is a spark listening to this, it's like, I wouldn't mind doing a bit of work out west. Uh, what's your website, mate, so that people can get in touch with you? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's actually getting built at the moment. Uh, it's one of the things I've been working on. It used to be just something I did up sort of myself, you know, a business card kind of thing. But it's uh, just www.njae.com.au. Nice, mate. Good to all right. Well, there's three goals you committed to because everyone heard it here on the podcast, mate. So yeah. <laughs> better, better write them down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Hey, thanks for taking the time out to chat with us. Yeah. Fantastic to to have you on the podcast, um, and we're looking forward to keeping you on track to kicking those big goals over the next year or two, mate. Yeah, no dramas, and uh, please delete the uh, interesting faces I may have pulled. That would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> that adds to the entertainment value, mate. You yeah, great, actually. Just, just put the like most silly one up there and be like, "Oh, this is what he looks like in real life." <laughs> Come work for this bloke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, mate. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks. No, Nick. thanks, guys. Talk to you Cheers, soon. Nick. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.